Hey guys, Jeff Beggins here. Thank you for listening to the BE3 podcast. For the last 25 years now, with 55,000 transactions, billions of dollars in sales, coaching and training thousands of real estate agents, we've seen a lot, we've heard a lot, and we've done a lot, and now it's about giving it back to you. It's about empower, educating, encourage you to be the best you can be and take you to the next level. Thanks for listening. All right, what's going on, BE3? It is Jeff Peggins here with you again. And Mike Puma. Who is soon to have a mullet we were just describing. <laughs> a little bit we're going to have a mullet contest. I think, <laughs> I think I should rock a mullet. All right, so we're going to get right into some calling out some BS right now because some of the coaching sessions that I've been doing this week are frustrating, right? And they're frustrating because of excuses. And that's going to roll onto a couple different different thoughts here. So... When, believe it or not, and I know it's hard for you to believe this one, if you really want business and you're sitting there and you say, I don't know how to get more business, I've got to call the BS meter out on you. I've got to just call it out because that's not true. You know how to get some business. So what's standing in the way here and what are we going to actually do? We're, we're rolling into next week is a really big week around here. We've got another next level you. We've got a ton of people coming from all over the place to experience that week. And part of the prep that I do the week forward is to just, we, re, we reshuffle the deck of, of content every time we do this. And we're really showing what specifically do you need to do to get an extra deal? What's the lowest hanging fruit? How do you get that deal in there? How are you gonna take yourself to that next level? Whether it's more deals or whether it's fewer deals at a higher price point, or it's just changing your schedule around, it's whatever the next level is for you. But I, we see it on a daily basis about people having issues with getting to freeing themselves up to get to that next level. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> Good. So, there we I know, I'm, I'm with you. It is, it starts with the mindset. It really does. And then once you have, once you have that mindset clear and you have a goal set and you have a desire, then it's all about holding yourself accountable to achieving it. Let, let's talk about that for a second because you know what to do. Every one of us knows what to do, right? You, you clearly know what to do. It's just a matter of not doing it and it's not holding yourself accountable to doing what you're doing. One of the posts we sent out earlier today was about accountability. So yes. where, where did that come from? Let's go to the gist of that. Just, and let's build from that. I've just been thinking a lot about it. You know, we've, we've talked a lot about self-awareness as being a key kind of thing you have to understand yourself and in order to even set proper goals. And so they're true and honest goals, right? Because right. if you don't know yourself, you might say something because you think everyone else wants to hear it, but it's not really what you want and it's not going to drive you. And I think that plays a huge role. But I think a bigger thing that I've been thinking a lot about is actually accountability and not even accountability to other people, accountability to yourself. I just think about like everything in life, whether it's you want to lose weight, right? You have to be accountable to yourself if you want to lose weight. And the biggest problem is people make that commitment to themselves and then they don't hold themselves accountable and then they fall off of it, right? Because you're not ready. Because you're not ready. And that's the reality of it. When you really think back of why, why are you breaking that promise to yourself? What? It's the inability to hold yourself accountable on certain things because you don't want it bad enough. Well, I, I think that that's, that's a very important point, whether it is health, fitness, or business, or relationship, or personal, yeah, it doesn't matter what whatever it is. It is. But let's, let's take real estate for a second. To know how to do a deal, there's, you know how to do a deal. Every one of you watching knows yeah. or listening right now 
knows that you need to talk to people and find who's thinking about buying or selling real estate. Done deal. But the point is that you don't, you're not ready and you don't want it badly enough because you don't have to do the deal. And that's the thing that really drives me nuts right now is people think they don't have to do the deal. But I'll tell you what, there's going to be a time when you're going to need a deal, right? <laughs> yeah. And I'm trying very hard to wake everybody up right now and say it's never, ever, ever been better or easier to make a ton of income than it is right now in this industry, right? And we've been doing this for a very, 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 very long time, and it's perfect. The economy has never been stronger. Consumer confidence has never been higher. Mortgage rates have never been lower. Supply and inventory has never been lower than it is. The buyer demand cycle is hugely, right, inversely related, skewed towards people that want to list, right? Yep. So if you are a seller, it's never been a better time to sell your house. If you're a buyer, there's never really been a better time to buy a house. So you've got a perfect storm of everything. So the only reason you're not doing deals right now is, to your point, not holding yourself accountable but holding yourself accountable to what? To whatever it is that you're trying to achieve. I, it, literally, it's anything. Anything that you want to achieve or be successful at takes accountability, period, end of story. But, and you have to have the vision and the goal of what you're being held accountable to. Correct, right? and that's where self-awareness kicks in because the goal has to be truly what you want whether it's contrary to popular opinion, what you think your spouse is going to think about what you think your parents are going to yeah. think your best. It doesn't matter. That's where the self-awareness kicks in to say, you know what? I don't care if they think I should be driving a Ferrari or not. I want one, damn it. So I'm going to go get one. Yeah. Right. That, that type of mindset is what it takes. And, you know, I think most people lack the self-awareness to be honest with themselves, which sets the goal to a goal they don't really want which means that they're not actually going to hold themselves accountable to go get it. One of the things that's working well with some clients that I'm working with right now is making it simple and taking yourself off the hook, right? And totally lowering the bar, right? Like completely lower the bar of expectations, which sounds completely From counterintuitive. Or other people? Everybody, right? You stop saying, I need to do 20 deals, 40 deals, 60 deals. You don't need to do crap, right? You need to do, how about one? Right, let's, let's do one. If you're gonna try to lose weight, how about don't eat shit for one day? Right, isn't that a good step in yeah. one direction? And you could do one deal, right? So if we break this down and lower the bar, you, yes, you should be doing 20, 30 contacts a day. But if you haven't done 20, 30 contacts a day ever, you're never gonna hold yourself accountable to that goal because it's unrealistic. But if you say, I haven't prospected or FISBO expired or anybody, I haven't talked to one in the last six months, let's do one, right? Yeah. And one, let's lower the bar and say, you know what? If I hit five this week, that's damn better than I did last week. Right. Okay. I think it. I think that's a great method to start building the habit, right. so that you put yourself in a good position of success to actually do it. I'd rather you commit to doing three, right, and nailing that three, than commit to doing to twenty and feeling like crap because you only got eleven, right? Right. And I think it's a mental. A lot of it depends on how you're wired. But I think if you have to see some little progress, so next level, for example, let's, let's walk through an example because a couple, couple agents are in different categories of their business that I'm working with right now. Some super top producers, some are, um, you know, 15 deal people that are on their way up there. Right. Yep. And it really doesn't matter for them because the next level is one deal, right? It, it really is. It's the, the journey to the next level starts with one deal. So that's the whole point. So where are you going to get this next deal? 
And that's one of the tactical things I want to dig into for a second right here, because if you're watching, tell me whether or not one deal won't help you, right? Might not be to solve all your problems, but one good deal will help, especially when you're putting five, six, 10, 20,000 bucks in your pocket when one deal closes, that helps a lot. So what is the easiest way? Let's go through the process of this thing. Because first you have to say, am I willing to take the abuse that's gonna come along with doing one deal, right? And let's be honest with it ourselves right now. There's abuse yeah. and, and there's failure and there's embarrassment and there's pain and there's suffering and there's doubt, there's fear, there's anxiety, and there's a ton of crap that rolls into doing one deal. Yeah. But I don't care if you're brand new or you've been doing this for 20 years, you're gonna have the same issue. I was talking with an, an agent that quit, right? Um, two weeks ago. And it was, <laughs> it was really, really a funny situation. So she had been totally committed to working for about a month. And she really got into holding an open house. So she held open houses in kind of a resort market that one of our offices are in. And so she probably held open houses three days a week for about a month straight, right? Yep. And it didn't work, right? Okay. It didn't work. And so she got frustrated and decided this isn't for her, <laughs> right? And the absurdity in that sentence, in that whole statement is amazing to me because it's, this is an honest conversation that, that we actually had. I said, yeah. you're telling me that you really gave it your all and it just didn't work for you. You sat there on your ass in a house three days a week for a few hours at a time and you're not rich, right? Oh my God, you no should be way. feel really terrible about yourself. You should just go do something else completely. You have to have the guts. You've got to have the grit. You've got to have the balls you get well I don't care what you want to call it but you have to understand that you're gonna fail it's gonna take time and you're gonna look stupid and you're not gonna get every deal but you have to be willing to push through that until somebody says yes but it's I again I think even that comes back to accountability she didn't hold herself accountable it wasn't her fault that it didn't work it was the fact that we told her we put the idea that open houses work and she tried and it didn't work and it so didn't that's work. not her fault it didn't work. She it's tried it. She it. didn't work. It's like my kids. They punch someone else and immediately they get in trouble. It's somebody else's fault. Oh, he said something. No, have accountability. Because my thing is you get to a very interesting place when you hold yourself accountable. She would have been in a different place if she said, you know what? It's my fault that it didn't work. I sat in that house and I didn't reach out to anyone. I didn't go knock on the neighbors across the street. I didn't send any flyers. I didn't post about being here. It's my fault. I didn't do everything I should have done. And as second you start taking full accountability and everything becomes your fault, it clicks with you that you're in full control. You yep. control it all. And once you're in full control, you get to a very interesting, happy place because you realize that you have full control over your success or your failure. But the internal, you're right. The internal drive has to be there. Now, her particular case was she didn't need the money, right? So this would have been a totally different conversation if at the end of 30 days, if she did not have a deal, yeah, her two arms would have fallen off, fallen <laughs> yeah. off, right? If that was the level of accountability and pain at the end of that month, 
what would that month of activity look like that been a little different? Oh, it would have been very different. She would have been inviting people every day to come see her. She would have been knocking on doors, sending out postcards, doing posts every day, right? Reaching out to anybody she could because she needed it, she wanted it, she tasted it. And that level of lifestyle was so important to her that it was impossible not to have happen. But so, so I think this would be an interesting debate. I would argue then that if you don't have the financial goal to be in this business, right? Yep. Which is fine. There's a lot of people financially who don't have to do certain things, but then you have to really love the process. You have to love what you're doing, right? Yep. I love watching football on Sundays. Now it's painful being a Redskins fan, but you don't have to force me to sit down and watch. I don't have to be incentivized to go watch the Redskins because I like it and I'm going to do it no matter what, right? I, I think my point being is why get into a business? You don't need the money, right? So a lot of the people, every every next level we ask, if they, if Craig always asks, if they have to make money in real estate to pay their bills, yep. right? Most of the will room, you die if real right, estate income most of the come room in. does is not in that scenario, right? They have enough income coming in from somewhere else, a spouse, somewhere else that they don't need to do it, right? So my whole thing is, I would rather kick all of those people out of the room then and tell them to go home and get out of the industry, unless they're getting into this for something else. Well, they're that's getting why into it cause they love real estate. They're getting into it cause they just love doing open housing. They love being in a different environment and different neighborhood and meeting people. And there's got to be something else. There's that's why we call it next level because next level is a lifestyle, right? And it's not necessarily money. I mean, we talk about that all the yeah. time. It's lifestyle. I, I just, we just interviewed a guy today, just joined our company before this podcast. And he's been a principal here in town for the last 18 years. He's now his old students, he's teaching their kids, right? I mean, he's a fixture in this, in, in this world and he's got his pension and he's ready to go and he's stepping out and making this transition and he doesn't need the cash. And I said, you're very fortunate because you're not going to ever have commission breath and you don't care. Never one time in your mind are you going to say, I really need you to buy this house this weekend because I have some bills coming. Right. right. He'll never say that, but you know, agents sometimes think that way. Yeah. And that vibe will come off and it'll screw up his business. He's just going to say, do whatever you want. Whenever you want to, I'm here. I got your back and I'll help you. That's a next level for him. It's going to keep him engaged and entertained okay. and helping so, people. So, so it's not the money. So, on that yeah. Case. But let's play this out. So what, what is, why is he getting into real estate then? Not money. What is it? What's going to make him wake up every day and go make the phone calls or go knock on doors or go shoot content? or go do any of the million things that we suggest that they do that can all drive real estate, what is going to make someone like that do it? None of those things he's ever gonna do, right? You're right, well, he, in, he his, in his in his circumstance, case. he's got a, a giant sphere. Right. But still, he's gotta communicate with that sphere in some way. It takes work, he, no matter what. His empathy is so high of helping people that he wants to help people. Okay, so and that's, he gets that's, his his, fulfillment. that's his motivation. Right? Fulfillment, and he's gonna—he appreciates the income that comes by helping of people. So if he can There's do seven, benefit. eight deals a year, he's gonna make an extra forty, fifty grand a year by having fun and helping people. He's—that's his next level for his life—is fun. There's no active shooter drills. There's no stress. There's none of that crap. He gets to relax, help people, and make some money and have some fun. Right. That's and, his next level. And that—that that is what 
everyone needs to find. Correct. So from an agent perspective, too many people start thinking about what is this about? Is it the money? Where does it actually come from? And it's not right. It's really not. You got to find out what that drive really is. Now for some, it's a lot, but here's what I think is really coming clear to me on, on this from a coaching perspective and pay attention really closely to this guys right now. If you can't be happy with exactly where you are right now, you're in deep trouble and nothing is ever going to work for you. You have to completely accept where you are. You've got to be happy with where it is. It doesn't have to be your perfect situation, but you've got to accept it and be good. Because if you're always trying to be something different to be fulfilled, you're always going to have that unfulfilled lack inside of you and it's never going to happen for you. So you got to say, hey, you know what? I am where I am. I got some debt. I'm in a crappy situation. I, I But you know what? It is what it is. I got myself here. Let me take a deep breath. My skill set got me this far. I really am. I'm okay with it. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with where I am right now. At least I accept it. Now, what is my next level? Right? I'm, I'm okay with this, but I really would like to have a different X, Y, or Z, right? And I don't yeah. care what X, Y, or Z is. And it could be different job, a different spouse, a different car, a different house, a different schedule, a different vacation options package, whatever, whatever it is for you that's different. What is that next level for you? Accepting what you have, but understanding that you need the next level. And then when you look at what that next level, you say, okay, well, what does that really cost? Well, it's an extra 50 grand a year would, would, would create some different options in my life. Okay. Yep. Well now how do we get an extra 50 grand? Well, that's 10 deals. Well, okay, that's, that's less than a deal a month. So every 30 days we need to find something. Is that a fair option? So how do we find one deal every 30 days? And then you go through your low-hanging fruit checklist as far as what am I going to do, right? Because you're not going to do what you hate to do because you're just not going to do it. You're going to resist it yeah. and you're going to burn out on intentionally and you're going to leave it and say it didn't work, yeah. right? Because you didn't like what you're doing. Yep. So that's what I'm noticing is, is that so let, let's let's run down that path for a second so you needed one deal a month yep what for any i don't care if you're brand new or you're a top top agent one extra deal a month is the same stress it's the same struggle it's the same frustration it's the same doubt fear and anxiety because you have to find something you don't have today right so let's let's everybody's on the same page there now, yep. how you go about it might be a little bit different, but you start at the same, you're all on the same struggle bus, right? Agreed. If you will, how are we going to do it? So what is your first, 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 easiest hanging fruit? I was coaching an agent um, yesterday and we we're saying, I'm saying you need an extra deal because you need money, right? In this particular case, this agent really needs to, to get a little bump in income right now just to s take care of some situations. So what is your low hanging fruit path of least resistance? How are you going to get a deal? And she says, I'm going to go into social, right? Marketing. And I said, <laughs> right? Not that, not the answer. What? So I want you guys to take notes on these steps, the easiest things to go do. Now this person has been in the business for a few years. So has had the luxury of, of prospecting, not consistently, but enough. But fortunately for us, the lead incubation time period is how long between somebody starts looking and buys a house. 12 to 18 months, right? 12 to 18, sometimes 24 months. Okay. So that means for the last year, year and a half, everybody you ignored is probably now ready, yep. which is a fortunate situation for you too, because the first step with a big star on it and flashing arrows is do your lead follow up, right? And I don't care if you have an organized system or not, empty your purse, find the little bar napkins, uncrumple them up, 
try to decipher what's written on there and there's a lead, right? Go under your car seat. There's a few more that you scratched on a piece of paper. Go through your text messages, go through your emails, go through your zap, go through your lead follow-up, whatever it is, but compile anybody you've ever spoken with that's ever shown any interest in buying or selling real estate any time in the past, right? That is the first thing to go do. This particular agent had 106, okay, leads that were identified that have not been researched yet. 106. Now, here's what's great about them. I am totally thrilled if 106 of them suck. Right. But I know they don't because there'll be at least one in there. And the next level for this particular agent requires one deal. Well, so and you got to be, the first you got to be prepared though. When you're following these old leads up, be prepared for the mental battle that's going to happen as well. When you find out that two of them have already bought. Yep. Last week. Right. That's going to mess with you yep. <laughs> as soon as it bothers me when we go through some of our old data and we start following up and, and I get the email back. Oh, we just bought it messes with you yeah. and there's a frustrating thing. But then I go back to, okay, I have to hold myself accountable. That was my fault. I should have followed up and yep. we didn't consistently and that's on me, but I'm also holding myself accountable to calling every single 106 of them. So I'm going to keep going. Right. And that's where accountability will come in. So you gave her the task, follow up 106. And go. I've, I've got a group right now and we've got a 10 week challenge of one deal a week, right? Okay. One deal a week for the end of the year to put cash in the bank um, for the end of the year. So one deal a week is not hard to do if you actually go to work. Right. If you get up every day, come to work, work when you're there, and then go home, follow a schedule, and talk to people, you will get a deal a week. Right. And we're going through this exact same situation. Step one, lead follow-up. And do not talk to me about anything else until every single lead has been followed up and you have an actual clear defined story about every one of those leads. Mike and Courtney were thinking about maybe getting a new house because they thought about remodeling their kitchen. They don't really know if they're going to do it. Their kids still have a few years in the same school. They definitely wouldn't leave if they, if they ever did, it would be in the same school district, just a bigger house. I told them about a hundred percent conventional financing deal and they're going to talk about that and I'll call them back in two weeks. Right? That's, that's the level of follow-up that you need on this one. And then I can check the list that I followed up. And then I have to have you on an engaged list on how I'm going to follow up with you guys and when and what I'm going to say next. Yep. Then the next one, Scott and Susie. Scott and Susie were thinking about buying and they bought down in Fort Myers and they didn't end up buying in this area. Cross off, right? And go through 106 of those things and don't do anything else and you'll find a deal. Yep. Okay. And Or you're going to stockpile your... December, January, and March, right? As you follow up and say, hey, good good deal, but you know, we're not gonna get the transfer until February, whatever the deal is, but at least now you know what your business is. So yeah. that's step one to find a deal a week, right? Second one is past clients. Yep. Why past clients? Because- They already know you, trust you, and like you. More than likely. There you go. You did a good job. You most likely did a good job. So you've got the credibility box checked. Yep. And so they don't you feel good when you refer somebody to somebody good, right? If you told me you needed your shoulder hurt yep. and I just had a very good experience with my shoulder, I would feel good telling you to go see the person that just did a good job for me because I want you to have a good experience also. Right. right. So that's the joy of a referral. And when you did a good job, follow up with your past clients. They actually enjoy giving you the referrals. Yeah. If you don't have any past clients, well, skip that step. But if you have some, call them, right? So this is what I'm doing with my group right now. So first is lead follow-up. Second is past clients. Third, 
sphere. Sphere. Right? Yep. And this is where still talking with an agent has been doing this for several years and the resistance to the sphere is unbelievable. And and it's it's interesting. Why why do you think there's resistance to the sphere? So I and I go into this in next level a little bit. I think a lot of it has to do with inconsistency. And here's yeah. what I mean. S there's this connotation that we're we're so afraid to come across as being salesy or pitchy to our friends and family, yeah. right? Whose sphere is primarily made up of. So I see it in a social environment all the time. They just like, well, I, you know, every time I reach out, they're going to think I'm trying to sell them something. Yep. I'm like that's cause you're reaching out only when you want to sell them something. <laughs> that's right. right. So you're, they're right. Yes. <laughs> like you are. So the only way to get over that is to be consistent and make, build your brand within your sphere, post consistently, reach out consistently when you don't need the business. And don't even ask for the business. Don't ask for it. Just be consistent. Bring value to your sphere. Be in front of your sphere all the time. And then guess what? It's just another post. It's not a sales post. That's right. Right? It's not a sales contact. It's just you reaching out like you always do. It's you making, creating content like you always do. It's you shooting that video of you at your open house like you always do. The consistency will eliminate all of that. Because it's really a real estate game and all we're trying to do is own the real estate inside of your head. Share. So when you're at a baseball game with your boys yep. and somebody in the stands next to you says, oh my God, we got the job transfer, we got the promotion, we're moving to Chicago. Right? Yep. Shit, we need to sell our house. Bing, ding, 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 ding. The, every post you do is to make sure that you're the one that's thought of when that conversation in the bleachers happens three weeks ago. Yep. From now. Right? Yeah. That's the whole game. It's just when do you have that mind shift set where you're top of mind? And you can't that's be it. top of mind by doing it once every six months. Not going to happen. And so, when you do, they're going to think that you're just trying to sell them something. Yep. And more than likely, you are. So once you're done with your sphere, then you're really never done with your sphere because anybody who's it's engaging a, with you, thing. it's a constant, constant, constant thing. But if that hasn't produced results to get you one deal, then you got to go into the more roll up your sleeves, get to work things and talk to people you don't know. Correct. Right. And that's the tough part. Most people don't like it. And I get it. You don't want to talk to people you don't know and ask them for business because that's really just not what you really want. But, but it works. But let's talk through that. Okay. Why do you think that is? Because the perception is I'm going to feel like a salesperson and try to sell them something and they don't want it. And I agree. Yep. I think that the number one way to get over that is stop caring what everyone else thinks. There's no bearing, right? When you start doing something because you want to do it and you don't care if anyone else likes it or notices or think like I always think about this, right? I have noticed that when people lose going back to fitness, when people lose weight because they truly want to lose weight and you would sit there and go through the diet and the exercising and the hell that comes with all of it to get to where you want to be, whether someone notices or not and says, wow, you're really losing weight, right? There are some people that only do it because they want that comment, yep, right? That's right. But when you get to a mental place where if no one noticed, you would still do it, that is the spot that you need to get to, I think, from a 
from an outreach perspective. That's the drive. Safe. That's it. When you get there because you want to do it, you want to help them and you don't care if they think that you look stupid or that what you're saying doesn't matter or that you're salesy or what, and you just go, it changes everything. I 100% agree with that. The one thing to add to that is passion and drive, right? Now, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that there is not one person in real estate that will do a better job for a client than me, right? From a negotiation and a representation standpoint, I'm not gonna be outworked, I'm not gonna be out negotiated, I'm not gonna be out hustled. It's not going to happen. If you're thinking about selling your house and you don't, if you put me involved in guiding you in any way, shape or form, there is no better choice for you to pick than for me because I have your back, period. Right. And I will do it for free because I'm a friend of yours and I have your back. Right. And there's not one person that's going to touch me. Right. That conviction is a, it's a hundred percent true. And if it wasn't, I shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. Right. So if you're going to go to people you don't know, whether it's an expired listing or for sale by owner or somebody up at a bar that's overhearing talking about real estate, if you can't go, you need me. I've got your back. I'm the best damn person you could ever possibly have represent you. And here's why I want to interview for the job and I'm going to sell you on why you need to put me in charge of this largest financial transaction. Can we meet tomorrow at three or four o'clock? Let's go, right? Yeah. If you can't have that conviction and look in your eye and passion and energy and vibe, you need to either get it or get out, right? Because you're going to be an insecure fraud that will never be chosen until you are solid and confident in what you're doing. And if you're newer and don't have that experience, you better be leveraging your manager and your broker and your brand and your company to give you that crutch until you can say it yourself, right? That to me is the whole key to this business. And those who can, will go out there and grab it and say that win. Yeah. And those who don't just simply do not. Yep. That's the point. And it's what are you going to do? And are you committed? Are you the best option? And if you're not, how do you get to you to be the best option? Because right now you have to have the self-awareness to know that my confidence, my skill set, my ability to negotiate, my ability to represent, my ability to go head to head with another agent and call them out on their bullshit and show them that I'm going to outdo outwork them on a transaction that your level of skill has you not at that level. You have no other choice but to take that to the next level. Agreed. Right? You have no choice. Well, yeah. you do have a choice. Well, you can go be a Walmart greeter. <laughs> right? I know you like that example. But that's the other or answer. If, get out of the business, right? Or get your stuff together and be the best thing, best option. So when you go out to your sphere and you're talking about how you were able to represent somebody and it just fired you up and you're so thrilled to save them 50 grand on a house because of the way you worked your contract and you just are kind of bragging a little bit because of the passion and never once asked them for anything, that's going to go, right? Yeah. And you just kind of talking about it. So you have to guys get to that next level of your skill set or stop bitching about where you are right now because the level of skill you have right now has you earning what you have right now, has you living where you're living, driving what you're driving and having what you have in your bank account. Okay. That's a tough pill to swallow, but it's absolute truth because the next level involves confidence, competence, skill, action, and accountability and desire. And desire. If you, if you are 100% happy and satisfied with where your current business is at, and that may be three deals a year, that may be 100 deals a year, it doesn't matter. If you are 100% happy and satisfied with where you currently are, 
then that's awesome. Do it. Then keep doing that. Yeah, come on our podcast. But talk if about you're how you not and you're complaining, whether it's complaining out loud, complaining to other Adrian, complaining to your spouse, then you need to actually take action to change it. Otherwise, it's not just magically going to happen. Number one, that's going to start with stop complaining. And number two, that's going to be actually putting yourself in position and creating a framework that's going to allow you to take yourself to the next level, which is what Monday through Wednesday of next week is all about. That's what drives us is uncovering what the next level is, helping you with the confidence, confidence to get there. So hopefully this ignited something inside you guys. Get the drive, get the vision, get the passion and be self-aware enough to know you have a next level and to know and be okay with realizing that your skill set needs to bump up. If you're gonna raise to a million dollar price point, you need to be able to talk in the million dollar price point world, right? Yep. It's just a different talking track, that's all it is. Get the skill, competence, confidence, and as always, reach out, let us know what you thought about this one, give us a like, share it with somebody who needs to do it, give us a comment, give us some topics, and Rising Tide raises all boat. If you're local in Tampa Bay, reach out and come join yep. us. Um, if not, keep watching, guys, and thanks for watching. Thanks, guys. One. One.